And after he had been down to Samaria and preached, and they received joy. And then the next, over in verse 26, we will see that the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, and to the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Now I want to take a text out of verse 29 here this morning. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this church. Thank you for coming this morning. I want to back up here and fill you in just a little bit before I get over to the real message this morning. Now how many came to church this morning to be obedient to God? Let's see your hand if you came to be obedient to God this morning. Now, as I read over there about old Philip there, where he went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ unto them. Now, in studying this, in studying this, I learned that they were Jews in Samaria, and the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. They hated one another. But there were some Jews that had got down into Samaria and they had married some of the uh, uh, Samarian people. So Jerusalem was sort of split, uh, split because they hated the ones that had, had went down and married the Samaritans. But Paul... Well, it was Saul, if you'd read back over a little further, and I'm, going to, I'm just laying out a foundation now, would tell us that Saul yet breathing out threatenings, and Saul was the one that later became the great Apostle Paul. Now, I want to make a point here just in a minute, so listen carefully. Because Paul was going to Jerusalem, and he was destroying the people of God. He and some more were taking them and putting them going from house to house. And if anybody believed in God, they were taking men and women and putting them in prison. This was the great Apostle Paul that he later became. Great, great man of God. But at this time, he was just like all of us. He was a sinner. And just like Many of us, we persecuted the church. Simply meaning we would not have anything to do with it. But Paul at this time, and so the church was split up. The church was destroyed at this time. And the people were being locked up into prison. And so, uh, you know, but they were certain of the apostles that did not stop preaching the gospel. 
You know, in a hard time, this showed me that God, even though that we're going through things today, how many agree that we are going through a lot today that we never dreamed of going through? But as it is today, so was it back then, Brother Mark, which was the church was going through, the church was being persecuted, uh, but they could not stop uh, the men of God from preaching the gospel. Amen. Just like today, what we're going through, and they would like to shut the church down. Uh, don't doubt that for one minute in your mind. Uh, there's people would like to shut down the church world today, uh, but it'll never be shut down because uh, uh, God said so. Amen. Because it seems like the harder things get, uh, the more powerful God becomes to us. Amen. Uh, if we will listen to Him and follow Him uh, uh, this morning. So we see here uh, that old Philip an evangelist, uh, it didn't stop him. Uh, he went down to Samaria to some people that was evil, people that didn't really believe in God, uh, people that didn't want to hear about God. Uh, but old Philip went down there uh, and he went into Samaria and the Bible said when he went down there, uh, he went for one reason uh, and that was to preach Christ unto them. Uh, I ain't got but one reason this morning, Mark, uh, for being here this morning in Bloomington Chapel uh, and that is to preach Christ uh, to you this morning uh, and preach that Jesus is the way uh, he's the only way uh, there is no other way uh, as Tony said the government is not the way uh, I'm not the way uh, this church is not the way uh, but Jesus is the way uh, he's the only way uh, to make it to heaven this now I don't know what you come to church for this morning but I come to praise the Lord amen and the Bible said, and the people, when they heard the preaching of the word, uh, the people with one accord, that was the mixed Jews and the unmixed Jews, uh, the people with one accord, in other words, they all came together uh, and they gave heed. In other words, uh, they paid attention uh, to what Philip was preaching. Uh, they Pray, paid attention uh, to what God was saying. Uh, you know, there's so many people today uh, that they're not paying any attention to the, what the preacher says, uh, and they're sure not paying any attention to what God says. I think it's time we need to wake up. Hey, man. I think it's time we quit letting the devil beat us out of what God has for us. Amen. You say, well, the devil don't beat me. Yes, the devil beats us all out of the, what God has for us. People say, well, I'm going to church uh, and maybe the preacher will leave me alone. You better not worry about the preacher leaving you alone. You better be worried about Jesus. So old Philip, he didn't matter to him what was going on. He was going to do one thing, and that was he was going to preach the gospel what God had called him to do. Amen. Somebody told me a way back, said, Ralph, if you don't want preaching, preaching the way you're preaching about some of the things you're preaching on, so they're going to put you in jail one of these days. I said, well, 
I went down there to preach for 13 years to the inmates, Brother Mark. I, I went down there and shared the gospel with them. And if they do uh, put me in there, Mike, I'll just keep on sharing the gospel with them. Hey, man, uh, I'm going to be like old Philip. I'm not going to let the devil stop me uh, from preaching what God has called me to do this morning. If you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. Ain't nothing I can do about that. I ain't trying to please people this morning. I'm trying to please God this morning. And there ain't but one way I can please God this morning, and that's to preach Jesus Christ and tell somebody that they need Him before they die. Amen. Everybody needs Jesus this morning. But in people, and I think a lot of people know they need Jesus, but they will not accept Him. People say, well, Brother Ralph, I have tried it. I have tried living a Christian life uh, and it's too hard. I just can't live it. But they don't have any trouble living for the devil. Can I hear another amen in here? They say, I can't, I just can't live a Christian life. Quit lying to yourself. Because when you say that, you're giving the devil praise. The one who wants to kill you, the one if you follow him will send you to hell. That's the one I think it's hard to follow. Amen. People act like, Brother Tim, I've been a preacher all my life. Well, I have not. Before God called me into the ministry and before I got saved, I was a sinner among sinners. I, so they can't tell me what the world has to offer uh, because I've had what the world had to offer uh, and it about took me to hell. Uh, it about destroyed my marriage. Uh, it about destroyed my family. Uh, it about destroyed everything that I had in life. Hey man, uh, if you follow the devil, he'll take everything you've got. And so why does people want to follow the devil this morning? Don't tell me... Uh, that the way of the world is a better way than the way of Jesus this morning. What in the world is the matter with you? <laughs> Jesus said, who the Son is set free, he's what? He's free indeed, brother Mark. How many of you are set free this morning? If you're not following Jesus and doing what Jesus tells you to do, then He has not set you free because you have not allowed Him to set you free. See, the Bible says there's two masters out there this morning. There's one that's called the devil and there's one that's called Jesus. You can't serve both of them. The Bible says you'll love the one and you'll hate the other. A lot of people are trying to serve the world, the devil, and serve the Lord too. That just don't get it, church. You can't serve both sides. You're either on one side or the other. And I want to tell you, if you're on the wrong side, you better change over before it's too late. Well, glory this morning. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. I'm trying to tell somebody this morning uh, that Jesus loves them. I'm trying to tell somebody this morning uh, quit listening to the devil. We are in a spiritual warfare. 
Is anybody realized? If you realize that, say, hey, man. I'm talking about a spiritual warfare. The Bible says, and I'm going to get back over here just in a minute. The Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit means that you are saved and you're living and walking in the Spirit. In other words, following the Spirit of the Lord, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What has the world got to offer you that's any better than Jesus? What's the world got to offer you this morning? Now listen to this. I'm going to slow down here. What does the world have to offer you this morning? What's the world telling you? The devil, I'm considering the devil here, is telling you. What has he got to offer you more than what Jesus has to offer? You say, well, Ralph, he's offered me pleasures. I've got all kinds of pleasures of sin. The devil will give me what I want. He will, but he won't give you what you need. Now, the devil don't have, in the final day, and there is going to be a final day one of these days, and if you take what the devil has to offer you, then all he has in the end to pay you with is eternity in hell. Exactly, brother. Exactly. Amen. And let me back up and say, if you follow the devil, all the devil is going to give you, oh, he'll paint you a pretty picture, uh, he'll talk a pretty talk to you, uh, but he will never, never allow you to see uh, what lays ahead in store for you uh, when you keep following Him. Uh, Because the Bible said in John 10.10, He said He is our enemy. Uh, Jesus said the devil is your enemy. Uh, Is anybody hearing me this morning? Uh, The devil is your enemy. Uh, And Jesus said uh, if you follow Him, uh, He is going to come to kill uh, and to steal uh, and to destroy you. I don't know about you, but I know about what he done to me. He just about destroyed my marriage. How did he do that? I followed him. I listened to him. And all he had to offer me was the pleasures of sin. I've been to the dance halls. I've been to the drunk parties. I've been to the keg parties. I've smoked a pot. I have popped the pills. That's what the devil had to offer me. And I was taking it all in, believing him, but I about lost my wife and three kids. I about lost my whole family. I lost everything I had. That's what the devil gave me. But thank God. Thank God because as he sung this morning, somebody prayed for me. Thank God. I had a wife. Thank God. I had a good mom and dad. Thank God. I had a church that was praying for me and putting a shield on it around me that the devil could not destroy me. And thank God, one day when I went down on my knees and I gave my life to Jesus, I could not go any deeper in sin than what I was. I had lost everything and the devil offered me no way out. But thanks be 
unto God today that Jesus, I said a man called Jesus, he came walking by one day from Galilee and he said, I've got something better than what the devil has offered you. And I said, Jesus, I said, if there's a God in heaven, I'd got to the point in my life and went so far in sin, I was doubting that there was a God. Even though I'd be brought up in church just like some of you, but I really never knew Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so I got to doubt and trace whether there was a God or not. Oh, I was like everybody else. Oh, I believe there's a God. But I didn't believe it. If I'd have believed it, I'd have done better than what I was doing. I said, I'll go where you send. I said, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll follow you, Lord. If you'll just forgive me of my sin. When I said that, uh, there was something went through me, Brother Mark. Uh, like I had never felt before in my life. And he said, I will forgive you. You follow me. You follow me. And I'll bring you to places. I'll take you to through the valleys. I'll take you, walk you up the mountain. He said, I'll never leave you. He said, I'll never forsake you. He said, no matter how hard the devil comes against you, he said, I'll be right there with you. I'll fight your battles for you. I'll hit the hill you family. I'll put your family back together. I'll put love back in the home where it's been tore apart for years even though we were still together part of the time. But we was not a family. I was not a husband. I was not a good father. But I'm going to tell you something today. I met one that picked up the pieces Sister Sue that I had left behind. The pieces that the devil had crumbled and tore me apart. He picked up the pieces and he put them back together. And that's the reason I can come into the house of God and testify and not be ashamed because he said, if you're ashamed of me, he said, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father and the angels in heaven. I want you to know I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed, Brendan, to appear and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The devil thought he had stopped me back last September when we had that bad accident and the law said you are two lucky people you and your wife we'll work several fatalities right here at this same intersection this same crossing and your vehicle their vehicle had not tucked the lick that you took you and her because they didn't come out of it either but God brought us through that the devil thought he had stopped me hey man but he just got me mad he just got me fired up because I know who my redeemer is I know who my shield is this morning I know this morning and he thought he had me again back in December, January and February when they couldn't find a pneumonia I want to tell you friend he really thought he had me he just thought he did because if I'd have died he wouldn't have got me I'd have went to heaven. Why? Because I was still holding on to his unchanging hand. I was still had my trust in him and I kept hearing a little voice.
I've got this boy. I've got this. I ain't done with you yet. Well, glory. And I'm going to tell you, after two months, they found that I had the pneumonia. And they said if you hadn't kept walking and kept doing what you was doing, if you'd have laid down, you would have died. I'm going to tell you, friend, the devil ain't controlling my life. Jesus is controlling it. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. And so look in verse 27. And Philip arose, and behold, that behold means listen or look. Behold, a man of Ethiopia, a dark-complected man, a eunuch, never been married, of great authority under Candace, which was queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Now listen here carefully. Was returning from Jerusalem, going back to Ethiopia, across the desert, and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Did anybody get that? Here it was a desert. The Holy Spirit spoke to Philip and said, Philip, I want you to go down to so-and-so place. Philip, you're going to have to cross the desert to get there. And so, you need to be on your way. So Philip, I want to make a point right here. We need to follow the Holy Spirit. Anybody know that? We need to follow the Holy Spirit. So Philip, we see he had done followed, he had done went down there to Samaria, he had done preached, people received it, in an ungodly country there, received Jesus Christ. And I'm sure Philip couldn't understand well, Lord, man, I, they still people here probably still lost, Tracy. But Peter and John went down there, and God said, now it's time for you to move on, being an evangelist. So Philip was going across this desert. And the Bible, picture this in your mind, a brown-colored man sitting in a chariot, horse and chariot, sitting right out in the desert. And Philip looked up, and he seen him thinking he is the only one around in that desert. Seeing him. And the Bible said, Behold, said this Ethiopian man was sitting in his chariot and he was reading the book and out of the book he was reading out of Isaiah. Isaiah. And as he was returning and set it in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Boy, I read this, and there the bold of spirit went through me. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou 
what thou readest? And he said, how can I understand unless some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. See, you know this eunuch, he didn't understand what he was reading in the book of Isaiah. He didn't understand it. And Philip asked him, said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I unless somebody will help me? How can the sinners today hear the word of God unless they listen to a man of God? I preach the gospel this morning that is filled with the Spirit. Amen this morning. You know, we all need help this morning. We all need a further relationship with Jesus Christ. We all need to read our Bibles more. We need to pray more. We need to be in church more. And if we would get our minds and surround our life just around Jesus Christ and our family and our church, then get our minds off from the world and off from the mess that's going on out there and after the mess that to shape the world in this morning, no matter whose fault it is, we can't do anything about it. But the devil is destroying people's minds because that's all they want to talk about. That's all they want to hear about. I'm not, I can't do nothing about what's going on in the world, friend, but I can do something. If people want to come and hear the gospel preach, I can show them a better way. I can show them a more simpler way. And that is we need to follow the Spirit of God and not the Spirit of the way the world are going. Too many people are paying too much attention to the world. I'd like to see it happen, but it's not going to happen. And I'm just wasting my breath. I'd like to see all the TVs in the world just shut down for a week. I'd like to see all the Facebooks. Oh, preacher, don't go there. I'd like to see all the Facebooks shut down for a week. I would like to see everybody go to church. Every day for one week. Trace, what do you think would happen if that happened? Do you think we'd live in a better world? Do you think that we could change the world? We can't. We cannot change the world as long as we're part of the world. Did that make sense? How many understood that? You can't help change the world as long as you're part of the world. But now if you change the world and get out of out of the uh, uh, moral world out there and get into the spiritual, then you'll see things a lot different. All I used to see was just pleasures. My wife will tell you, I didn't go to bed at night, crazy unless I had a filth or a quart of liquor sitting in my bed, and I'd wake up all during the night. I'd turn her up and take me a swig or two of it, and I'd lay back down. I had it hit all under them lumber stacks up there at Sand Duck. When they cleaned that lumber yard up one time, they said, Lord, have mercy. Ralph David said, Lord, have mercy. It's a wonder you're still living. He said, I've never seen many whiskey balls in my life. And he said, I know you drunk them. I said, I think I drunk them all. I've got something today to praise God for. Amen. You know who I'm going with this, Seth? Because he was merciful to me. Because he had something better for me in life. I didn't know that. 
I always just picture Johnny, I'd die a young man, drink myself to death, or somebody would kill me, and I'd just go to hell. That's what I was bound for. But God had a different plan for my life. God has a different plan for your life. How many heard that? How many believe Jesus has got a different plan for your life this morning? Oh, how sweet it is. Even when you think that you're dying, you can still have that peace in your heart, Brother Lloyd, knowing that you're just going to a better place. Do you want to die? I don't want to die. I want to live for, for years and years. Ricky says for 100. How many, Ricky? 150. 150? Dr. Giles tried to beat me out of 30 years. He said I was just going to live to be 120. I told him what my brother Ricky said. He said, well, he, Ricky, may be right. But there, well, I am going to live, but I'm not going to be here 50, 150 years old. I don't guess. I don't know. It just depends on God, what God wants in store. If he wants to keep me here, I hope he'll allow me to preach the gospel. There's nothing I love any better. Nothing I love any better. This morning, by accident, listen to me. You may not admit it. You might say, well, so-and-so invited me to come and thank God. I hope they did. But it all boils down to one thing. No matter how many invited you, it boils down to one thing. You made the choice yourself. You made the choice yourself to come. And I believe this with all my heart, Brother Harris. I believe down deep in your heart, down deep in your heart, that the Spirit led you this way this morning.